wonderful, beautiful, magnificent people of the internet. I don't know why I laugh at myself. I never know how to open up these episodes, but I am thrilled to be doing this episode right now. Um, I am in New York, for those who are not aware, and there are some interesting sounds going on around me. To be honest, it's it's caused me to prolong recording this for a few days now, um, trying to find the right time to have the perfect aligned moment where the stars align somehow in New York City and there's total silence and stillness for me and the world doesn't work that way so I'm rolling with it it's kind of the beauty of New York of like the chaotic um, the personality to it (laughs) during Gemini season Um, Gemini's to me are not Gemini's I'm sorry it's not the people the sign the sign of Gemini is the most chaotic sign in my opinion um, mostly because the archetype of it is the twins and it's it's two people I mean you can do a lot with two people two heads are better than one so um, all of that to say we're in Gemini season right now there's going to be a lot aligned with Gemini, which I probably will get into in this episode. This is not an astrology episode, um, although I will be mentioning what's coming up just because it's some really good stuff, good things to be aware of. Um, and yeah, there's a dog above me in the neighbor's house, in the neighbor's apartment right above. So if you hear like uh, little claws, I promise you it's not a mouse. I know that New York is known for having mice and rats and all of that, but it is a dog. Trust me, for the longest time I thought it was a rat and I was scared at night. And then my aunt told me that she has a um, an upstairs neighbor with a dog. So there's that. Um, I don't live in New York right now. I am kind of going back and forth between Florida and New York. My aunt has opened up her space for me and I took that as an opportunity, as a blessing, honestly, a privilege, right in Midtown. Um, It's always a blessing to have this option as a place to stay. As I'm figuring out some stuff, I'm pivoting right now in my life. There's a lot of transitions going on in a lot of different areas. Um, A huge theme for the upcoming eclipse season, which is tomorrow, I'm recording this right now. It's currently 9.14 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, um, and it is the 25th of May. We are in Gemini season, as I mentioned before. Um, So I wanna start doing uh, the podcast actually a little bit more frequently Um, especially now that I have pivoted to bloom frequency I should probably have some frequency to the podcast Um, so I'm challenging myself this is a bit harder for me to do because I'm definitely more of a quality over quantity type of person I would much rather take forever to pull to put out something 
that I feel has more value um, rather than to kind of flow into a quicker episode. So this is brand new for me. I've got the lighting, I've got the setting, I've got the mood, I've got my cup of tea. Um, the flavor is orange and spice, which is amazing. I'm drinking it at night, um, so I don't have caffeine at night because then I will never sleep. So <laughs> this tea is magical and wonderful. I invite you to get a cup of tea because it just sets you right. Um, I don't know a time when my mood is just not better after a cup of tea, um, especially warm tea. It's magical, magical for my insides and my spirit. So I invite you to sit with me. This is inspired by Hindsight, um, the content creator who I am referring to right now as my mentor. There are a lot of people that I follow and that I am inspired by and I refer to them as my mentor even though I have yet to meet them or work with them personally. And then there are people who I've been coached by who I did get to know on a more personal level. One of them being Matt Kama, shout out to Matt Kama, um, who has made such an impact on my life. Um, and I'm kind of currently living in the after effects of one of the coachings that he offers. I, I got to participate in his online coach academy, which was quite honestly so overwhelmingly beneficial for me. I say overwhelmingly, not lightly, and I actually had to take a break from creating and from consuming and putting out on social media and all of that um, and tap back into my feminine energy a little bit because it was overwhelming in the best way possible. I got so much out of his program. If you are a coach, if you are a light worker, if you are just looking for something to engage with um, so that you can take your services or whatever to the next step. I'm not sponsored, by the way. Um, he doesn't even know that I'm saying this. I'm just, like I said, I'm in the after effects. I'm in the afterglow of the impact of his program. I don't even think I've said this to him yet. Um, so I am grateful um, to you, Matt Kama, for everything. And I've been following him since 2016. I had a whole like weight loss journey, a whole journey with my body that I've gone through, which is a whole story for another day. But he was at the start of my journey of turning inward, and he used to do videos of learning how to breathe while running. And he was living in his mom's garage at the time. Now he's living his best life in Bali. He's got a girlfriend. He's got a thriving business. And I am just so blown away by how I've literally been able to watch him blow up from making YouTube videos, teaching me how to breathe indirectly, teaching me how to breathe on the internet while running in 2016. And now we're here and I got to work with him. How crazy is life? How amazing is this universe? It's wild. So 
Anyway, talking about Matt Kama, I want to get back to talking about Heinz. Heinz, I feel like, is my next um, person. I feel like I obsess over people over the internet, and then by some stroke of the universe, my obsession brings them into my life in some way, and I absolutely love that about myself. It's kind of like an indirect manifestation. And now that I'm getting more aware of it, I want to start using that intentionally of calling people in, calling people into my circle who build me up, um, who build themselves up and put a lot of work into that. It's such a beautiful thing. So Heinz, this this episode is, is for him. I don't think he's listening, but Heinz, this episode is for you. And I'm naming it hindsight because there's a lot to go into that. Um, one, because I'm dedicating this episode to him, obviously, but also I just find that getting back to talking about staying consistent and bringing more frequency to the podcast, we realize that um, the idea of consistency is measured in hindsight. I'm going to say that again. Consistency is measured in hindsight. So what does that mean? So when we look back on things, when we look in hindsight, I love the the sirens right now, by the way. (laughs) Um, Consistency, we can measure that looking back on it. We can't measure it in the future. We can plan for a lot of things. We could say, yeah, I'm going to do this. We can mark up our calendars. We can make to-do lists um, that run forever, and we can try to plan. But if it doesn't happen that way, there's no metric for what does not happen. We can't actually know what will happen until it's done and dusted and it actually happened. So... We can measure our consistency by the habits that we do, by our daily habits. No matter what, you're going to do something consistently. We all have daily habits. And the only true difference is the intention. We can be doing a bunch of things consistently and we don't even know and eventually it becomes a routine and we're not even fully aware of how this became such a pattern where did it stem from I've been taking a lot of time especially during this time off of social media of questioning becoming a detective where did this even come from when did I start thinking of things this way is this my voice Is this someone else's voice? Really honing in on that. I might even sound different right now on this podcast episode compared to the ones before it. Um, Usually I plan really hard. It may not seem like it with the end result, but I plan a lot. There's a lot of work that goes into it. There's more work usually that goes into the preparation, which is a great thing, by the way. Preparation is fantastic. They say that failing to plan is planning to fail. 
it's beautiful but for me i'm realizing because i can be so nitpicky and have such hard and high expectations on myself i'm entering a phase personally where i need to allow things to flow to give things space to give it time and and to slow down the tempo um, i'm a musician so i love referring back to things in tempo and in rhythm because timing does mean a lot um, and slowing things down for me is very hard um, i'm dealing a lot or exploring a lot with um, tapping into feminine energy because I was brought up through conditioning, through um, even some like parental things or family influences, whatever it may have been, somewhere along the way, I was convinced that my masculine energy was going to be the only thing that brought in success for me. And I know that that's a lot, that's relatable to a lot of people, that success is measured by how much you, you put out. Um, but we should remember that we are human beings and we're trained a lot to think that we have to do something in order to be something so that we can have what we want. When in actuality, the reality is that we need to discover how to be, how to be with ourselves, how to be present, how to be aligned, how to just be, so that we can explore that and discover what to do. And then we will have our desires. It's so backwards in society. The school system is really frustrating. I think I've mentioned it plenty of times on this podcast in previous episodes, especially with Passionate Curiosity before I pivoted over to now Bloom Frequency podcast and realizing that um, the school system doesn't really teach you about feminine energy or different energy types, how we all don't work the same. But we're all forced through the same system. It's quite interesting, isn't it? So having intention behind our consistency and our daily habits is what allows the small stuff to contribute to bigger things. We are adding to the pile every single day. No matter what, each day you are always adding to the pile. It's about the intention behind it. And what Heinz, Heinz always says, in hindsight, everything gonna be all right. He says it just like that. And I love it. I love him and his style. If you have not checked him out yet, you're missing out on the vibes. And he has brought so much peace to me and a different level of understanding about my own creative flow and I look up to him and you'll start to hear his influence on me. I will not deny that I will repeat a lot of the things that he says because it just resonates with me so much. I am humble enough to say 
that I'm not afraid to admit when I am taking something from someone else. I can't stand. I feel like in the astrology world too, this happens a lot. I don't know what it is with astrologers. I feel like because there's a an expectation from the public, from those who don't know much about astrology, of being psychic. And somehow the two got infused into one. And so astrologers, especially today, the younger, my generation of astrologers, we feel the need to like be original and like, Oh, I was the first one to make this prediction. I was the first one to post it on Instagram about the upcoming eclipse season. Like, what's going to happen? Oh, Mercury's in retrograde? I, I originated, like, what you should expect from that. And it's like, no, you didn't. Astrology is an ancient, ancient study. It's historical. Long before you even, you were even a thought. Like, I am humble enough to say that nothing is new under the sun. You know, no matter what you're doing. Now we bring our own unique element to things in our spirit, in our presence. But even language itself is copied. I would love to do a whole episode on how language is copied. I'll probably do that soon. But think about it. The words that you're thinking. Someone taught you that at some point. So no matter what, you're not really like you're going to be an original and unique person in your being it goes back to the be do have thing that i was talking about earlier but what you say and what you learn what you're passing on to someone else what you're teaching should come from a more humble student approach the, the teacher will always be the student that's just how i see it so going back to hindsight, I feel like, like I said, consistency is measured in hindsight, right? And we're always looking back. And I like to talk about astrology with this because when I get readings done, I hear a lot of people talking about, so what does my future say? What do you predict for my future? And I always say, I always preface my readings as like, I'm not a psychic. I'm definitely far more into the psychological part, the psychological side of astrology, at least right now. I do believe in predictive astrology. I do believe that you can foresee a lot of things. And the more that you study astrology, the more certain things can be predictable because we go through cycles in life, right? So there are certain outcomes that can be predictable. And that is very true. But I always highly recommend staying curious and staying open to your astrology, more from a natal and psychological perspective than a, a future, like looking at transits and obsessing over them. I think transits are really good for um, awareness practice it's a good awareness tool fantastic actually but it can get overwhelming and it, I, I will admit that I myself was obsessing when I first started with astrology obsessing over 
transits and okay so what does this mean for me what about me 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 we get obsessed in our own story we get stuck in our own story but i always always suggest looking at the present tense and looking at the past looking in hindsight to what has happened remaining open and aware i had a friend one of my closest friends who's actually a Gemini, and I loved that he called me earlier today. And he was like, so what should I do? What should I do to prepare for Mercury retrograde happening with eclipse season? And I just feel like the spotlight is on me. And, and I told him, the only thing I ever suggest is remaining open, paying attention, and staying aware. Trust yourself, I told him. Trust yourself. I often find that those who are most fearful about the future don't really trust themselves because they're worried about the decisions that they're going to make and the outcome of that. I've definitely, I've definitely had my fair share of this, of worrying about a certain outcome and like, what if I'm not checking all of my boxes? What if I'm not seeing all possibilities because I'm stuck on one side of the spectrum of what can happen? And that may be true, but either way, one of the probabilities is going to happen, whether you like it or not. And a lot of times I think fear can leave people stagnant because it leaves you unmoving it leaves you being so fearful that you don't make a choice and stagnation is a choice as well it's just no intention behind it and like i said before in hindsight you'll notice that it becomes a pattern and that is what you chose to be consistent with so make a choice Indecision is a terrible thing to wrestle with. Eventually, you'll have to make a choice and continue to make choices. When, when you continue to intentionally make choices, you build that trust with yourself. You say, hey, we did see this coming. Good for you. Or you say, hey, this was something that we couldn't have predicted, but that's okay. Good thing that we tried. Let's try again next time. And you can keep going. And you can keep making decisions. And you build up that wisdom and that trust that you had for yourself. You have for yourself. So I always say, you know, when my friend called me and he asked, what do I do? You know, how do I prepare? What do you suggest? Trust yourself. Remain open, be aware, notice what comes up. Because the cool thing about astrology is that you can pay attention to certain themes. And this is why I highly believe in whole sign houses for transits. Um, I'll talk probably about housing systems at some point, but um, not in this episode. <laughs> but I'll probably discuss housing systems. I'm currently learning Placidus, 
I started with whole sign houses. I am a whole sign houses baby, and I feel like it is still the housing system that I prefer. But in learning Placidus right now from my tutor, who has been doing astrology for 37 years professionally, full-time, as her main gig, I'm starting to notice certain things natally and psychologically where Placidus actually fills in a few of the gaps for whole sign houses. But I feel like when it comes to transits and certain thing happening certain things happening in real time, um, based on like calendar predictions and stuff, I think whole sign houses has a bit more of like nuances that are more specific and that you can see manifesting a little bit more clearly um, in the day-to-day and in the events that are happening around you. So what's interesting about astrology is that you can look at certain themes based on whole sign houses. Like I was saying before, you can look at the themes based on which house the transit is happening, which house is being um, ignited a bit with the activity going on there. And for example, these this eclipse season, both the, lun- the lunar and the solar eclipses are happening on my um, second house and eighth house axis. I paused a little bit because I was like, do I want to share my birth information? <laughs> Um, I'm not sharing my entire chart. I'm still kind of eerie. I don't share it on Instagram or TikTok. I don't openly share my birth chart. But I think every I think the world knows if you're following me, you know I'm a Scorpio rising. So you know that when the eclipses that are coming up are happening on Gemini and Sagittarius, then that's my second house and my eighth house. It's not really that hard to... Um, figure out once you start learning whole sign houses and you know that I am a Scorpio rising. So um, yes, this is showing up a lot in my life right now. The themes and the energy and the downloads are quite interesting around the second and eighth house. Um, The second and eighth house, I'm not going to go too far into it because I just kind of want to talk freely here. I'm not really planning to make this all about astrology, but the second and eighth house are the access of, access of um, personal and shared resources. So a lot of people confuse these houses with having to do with um, more materialistic things, personal possessions, um, and money. But I'm finding right now in my experience with it in real time, personally, I'm having a lot, and this has a lot to do with other planets on my natal chart that I won't get into right now, but I'm having a lot of ancestral things coming up. You know, shared resources, especially right now, Gemini themes for me of like my ancestors, what they've left me behind. And I'm not just talking about in the material, but more of like psychological things, traumas, but also gifts. I think we talk a lot about ancestral genre, genres, <laughs> ancestral traumas that get handled, 
handed down by generations. Um, I think that's like a common thing, theme right now with um, this generation because we talk a lot about um, breaking generational curses is what I'm trying to say. And, but we don't talk much about like the gifts that we get like the discernment that I have and the wisdom that comes through me sometimes, I feel like I channel like some really deep stuff. And I feel like if my ancestors never went through what they went through, I wouldn't be able to to do that. That's a blessing. That's a gift. You know, and I often find that in every generational curse, quote unquote, you can find a gift that it was turned into at some point or that you are turning into right now. For example, fear and anxiety, those are things that run in my family that I will admit are things that were handed down to me. But I also feel like it's given me a perspective, you know, in working through it, through shadow work. I'm not saying that it's not there and that you can just ignore it and label it as something else that's a completely different thing that's delusion but facing it working through it questioning it becoming a detective about it i've really been able to channel a lot with it and kind of chisel away at it to get to the core and that is what shadow work is being present with yourself, getting through that. So it's been interesting, um, this energy and the, the eclipse is tomorrow. The lunar eclipse is tomorrow. Um, and I go back on social media tomorrow. So I will be sharing a lot of stuff with that. Um, I will have content that will explain like rising signs if you know your rising sign. It can also work for sun. I don't really suggest it for moon, but you can um, look at your moon sign and then um, kind of infer what that means for yourself. Um, it's usually nice to look at all three, but I will have like little charts and graphics and stuff that I'll be sharing to kind of explain so um, this is what it means for your rising sign and where the themes to be aware to like I was saying before because that is the beauty of astrology more so of whole sign houses during these transits you are able to see the themes that you should be aware to or themes that you probably have been feeling within the the months and the weeks leading up to the bigger transits especially with Jupiter and Pisces. But I digress on the astrological talk. I want to get back to what I was saying before. Um, but basically, yeah, consistency is measured in hindsight. And astrology is the perfect example of this, of looking back on things. This is why I love, I currently have this notebook, which was given to me out of like the most random thing that it was given to me. It really was a notebook of like writing down something good that happened on that day of the year. 
um, and then going back and it's like a five-year journal so like you can go to that same date in five years and write something new and then you go back and look and I love it for that purpose um, totally enjoy it for that purpose but I decided to actually change it for my own reasons to being more of a, a astrological transits journal and I started writing down major transits that happened on this date so that in five years I can look back and say, oh, this is what happened on this date and this is what was going on astrologically and I can really see how those themes played out. That to me is what is the best use of astrology personally, in my opinion. Um, that's what I get most out of it instead of trying to predict the future. Um, and it's working out for me so far. I feel like too, I am a newbie a little bit. So I feel like I still have that skeptic in me that when it comes to the future or like I just have more fear of wanting to obsess with the future. I have hesitations, I should more say, instead of fear. So I'm working through that. Maybe that'll change. Who knows? Maybe I'll be like big on predictions and maybe that's something I'll be known for. Who knows? But um, as of right now, your consistency will be measured in hindsight. When you look back on the habits, that's what this eclipse is all about. Looking back at the new moon that happened, right? What did you set? What were the intentions? And if you didn't set any intentions, how do you feel about that right now? I personally didn't set any like, this is exactly what I'm going to do kind of things. My intention, I knew I had this internal feeling of I knew something needed to be clarified. I needed to make room. You know, like when your room is messy and you, you know you need to clean it and you see all this clutter everywhere, that's what I felt internally. I felt I needed to shut everything off and internalize for a bit. Tap into my feminine energy and most importantly, hear my own voice. We are surrounded by all of this content, all of this media, consuming constantly, always watching something, always consuming. We are consumerists to a new level with the internet now. And I knew that I needed to get back to my own voice, hearing my own voice, knowing what that is and listening to it and trusting it. That's the theme with this episode, is trusting. So may you remain open during this eclipse season. May you trust yourself to make the best decisions. And with eclipse seasons, the themes that come up are major changes, beginnings and endings. The last one was huge for me and I can attest to the fact, I can testify to the fact that it is a time of beginnings and endings. Basically, in two months' time, if you're fully uh, aware to it, your life will be different than it is now. Eclipses do that. They are that pivoting moment. There, it just brings out change. For some people, it's major changes, catapulting them into a new reality. 
For others, it's the subtle changes that they realize, oh, actually, that was a lot more of a bigger deal than I thought it would be. Either way, it's happening. And you can choose to either ride the wave with intention, to approach it with love and intention and awareness and bringing your attention to it, or you can just let it move you on its own. But either way, it's happening with or without your awareness to it. So I am going to end the podcast there. I am still sipping on this wonderful orange spice tea, orange and spice, I think it's called. It's wonderful. And I hope you all have a blessed upcoming eclipse season, whatever's going on in your life. Let me know if you have some major changes happening in your life. And if you know, based on your rising sign, what it's going to mean for you, let me know. And if there's anything that you can attest to with what I've been saying about consistency, how you can measure it in hindsight, let me know as well. I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say. Until next time.